Hey guys, welcome into another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin, and I'm happy to have Dale back tonight. Dale's in the house. You can find him him over at Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dale. And it's Thursday night while we're recording this, so I do have the game up on a second monitor, so I'm going to try not to get distracted too much while we're doing this episode. But yeah, I wanted to just jump into this week and... You know, Dale wasn't here last week, so there's no recapping of of last week's picks, although the guys I did recommend last week were not the greatest. Tom Brady is absolutely (laughs) broken right now. Keenan Allen saw the Mike Williams injury and said, uh, no thank you, so he sat out the entire game. But then Zeke was okay, so there is that piece. But uh, yeah, it wasn't the best piece of advice last week. So hopefully I can redeem myself here today with my picks. How you doing, Dale? I am doing great. I am I am ready to get this podcast done uh, so we can watch a good Thursday night football game. It's the first one in a while. Hopefully, should be. Know. You know, hopefully the Bucks aren't completely broken. Man, that game was so depressing after the Mike Evans just stone hand drop yes. in the first like what yes. play of the game? Oh my! Yeah, gosh. it was. Yeah, it it was probably it was probably within the first five minutes of the game. He had a wide open touchdown by what nine ten yards? <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Easily. But that game, that game was crazy because uh, Tom Brady was still decent in that game. He had like 300 yards. They just did nothing. They could not score points. Wild. I know I know that the uh, Carolina Panthers have a really good defense. I've been talking about that for a while. But, man, the, the red zone offense for the Bucs is just so busted right now. It sucks. No, I, I agree with that. Like, I just think Brady's out of whack. I think he has more personal issues going on than – than we are led to believe, unfortunately. Yeah. They, did you see the ultimatum that came out today? They, yeah, uh, Giselle I did. said I'm that he's got one more, which I don't necessarily believe, to be honest with you. If she told him, okay, you need to retire and I'll give you one more chance. At this point, the season's half over. What do you like? What's the ultimatum for? Come on. Like, it's not real. It's, it's not true. There's no way that's true. She's probably saying you have this season and then you're, you're done. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only I thing that makes guess. sense. The season's literally half over. Why would she give the ultimatum now? <laughs> like, because uh, it's just coming out now. Yeah, Probably. I guess. I mean, if she gave one before the season, I could get it. But in week eight, doesn't really make a ton of sense. So that's all I'm saying. It does make me nervous though, because uh, I do have him, and I'm kind of relying on him for a comp pick in our in the ERI Dynasty League next year. So I really would like to. Uh, get something from him after he retires but <laughs> if he retires mid-season i probably am screwed so there's that probably. all right so enough enough spitballing here we are going to jump right into our picks for the week so jumping in my three guys i'm going very wide receiver heavy and i'll just give you my guys you can kind of touch on them real quick uh first i'm going in tonight's game so if you have them too late you probably should start him unfortunately you won't be able to hear this before the game starts but Rashad Bateman is my number one start of the week. I really like him against this broken Buccaneers defense. Uh, you know, there's the injuries to Mark Andrews, Gus Edwards came out last week looking pretty good, but this offense needs 
Rashad Bateman so bad right now, and I think that this is going to be a great matchup for him to get right. He's had a couple down weeks, you know, dealing with the injuries, so I really like him this week. My number two guy is going to be A.J. Brown with the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, he's had a few down weeks. They're coming off the bye, and you don't pay that much money. I think he's, what, making $26 million a year to a guy to not get him heavily involved, and he's been solid every single week this year, but you know, not game breaking yet. And I think that he's just due for an explosion game and what better week than this one. So there's that guy. And then I do love Wandale Robinson. I am starting him this week as well. I do love the talent of Wandale and what he's got going on this week. They are playing. Who are the Seattle? Seattle. So it's a positive matchup. Seattle's one of the worst defenses in the league. Just traded Kadarius Tony away from the team. So Wandale is the de facto number one wide receiver. Number two, I guess, if you count Saquon Barkley. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity. We've seen Wandale uh, perform the last couple of weeks. You know, he's been really ramping up. Week number one, he had 23% of snaps. Last week, 70% of snaps, had eight targets. So I like the opportunity for Wandale. He was a high draft pick. He's a smaller guy, but, you know, I'm not worried about that too much there. So uh, what do you think about my starts on this week? Um, I do like all those. I really like the A.J. Brown pick because uh, because we have him in our league and and I also <laughs> have him in, an, in, in, in another league. So I kind of hope he breaks out. And, you know, uh, I think they're playing Arizona this week. Pittsburgh. They're playing Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, they're playing Pittsburgh, like you said, um, and I really expect them to, to probably throw the ball a little bit. You know, um, I mean, helps having JJ Watt or not, but uh, TJ Watt out. Yeah, you know, and Pittsburgh's defense and, been rough this year. It's rough. been rough. I mean, I mean, they're still Pit, uh, Pittsburgh, but you know, I, I I think I I think this Philly Philly offense is going, to be and I do like Wandale, but. I'm a little concerned with how, I mean, I like how Daniel Jones has been playing. I feel he's been playing really well. Mm. Um, but I just wonder how, I, I just wonder if there's going to be any difference without Tony in the lineup. I don't really think there's going to be a He hasn't played huge... all year though, has he? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't think Tony's really played it all this year. So I don't really expect a huge difference in usage for Wanda. Yeah, that's the only thing, but I think that uh, Wandale, he's been banged up most of the season. Like I said, two weeks ago, first got his, his snaps. I just think that there's so much opportunity because they have to get somebody in the passing game if they want to be a playoff caliber team. They've got to get that going. So, um, yeah, Wandale, he just has a lot of opportunity, and it's a very good matchup. You know, Seattle, like we talked about, very, very weak defense. All right, give me your three guys and, and kind of your reasoning behind your guys. All right. Oh, oh, all right. So the first guy I have is um, um, so I have Raheem Mostert. I know that sounds gross. Um, I'm a little grossed out myself. From Dolphins it, homer, but I know I'm I'm a Dolphins homer. But they are playing the Detroit Lions, who are probably worse than the Seattle Seahawks on defense. Uh, uh they couldn't st- stop a stream if there was a dam in the middle. So <laughs> you know, you know, I I really think that uh. I really think that Mostert is going to be the lead back in Miami. You know, like he's going to get all the touches. Um, and I think they're going to try to stay away from uh, Chase Edmonds as much as possible down there. 
Yep, that's a pretty good point there. I do yeah. as mo- as gross as it as it is, you are right. There are a lot of opportunities. He's getting like yes, what ninety percent of touches. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yes, yes, yeah, lots. Um, and then the second guy I I I have is Tyler Boyd. Um, I'm like I I'm I would probably start him the next few weeks, like especially with uh, Jamar Chase being out. You know, um, I do expect him to have a pretty heavy usage because they are passing a lot more. Yes, they are. So much more. Yep. And it's very exciting to to have all those pass catchers. I mean, I, I am a little bit worried with Boyd, though, in saying that w- without um, Chase or Higgins in, that he's either really good or really bad. So, you know, I'm not really sure how this game's going to go, but but the Cleveland pass defense is not good at all. Mm-mm. And it's it's really, really bad. So I kind of expect this game to be, I, I'm, I wouldn't say super high scoring, but it, it's going to be a competitive matchup where they're going to have. Yeah, I definitely agree there. And that's one thing we don't touch on the, the news uh, like most <laughs> shows do, but there's so much news that it would take an hour just to recap it all with one oh, podcast absolutely. a week, right? But yeah, if you haven't heard, Jamar Chase is out for four to six weeks. There's a lot of rumors that it might be longer. That's the thing that's kind of concerning mm. there. Um, so Tyler Boyd, definitely a lot of opportunity. I thought about making T. Higgins my guy because he would be someone that's going to see a massive uptick in yes. targets as well. So uh, no, definitely like that there. Who's your number three guy here? Yeah. Um, and then, and then my last guy, um, I'm going to be a Buckeye homer here with uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, um, Fields I did not have the guts. Of, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really scared about this one, but he's been playing out of his mind the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's been playing like a man possessed. But like the offensive line is trying to like tackle him at some points in 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 that in that Patriots game. Um, it it was it was it was kind of weird on on this one rollout. Uh, I think the center was like blocking backwards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, like as long as they get that man, like something, someone to throw to, you know, I think they're gonna I think that team is gonna is gonna go to the moon here soon. Personally. Yeah, it is scary though because I will say Dallas does have an amazing D line. Mm-hmm. That's what yes. <laughs> that's an the amazing, biggest scary an piece. Amazing D line with Micah Parsons. Yeah, so yes. that that's kind of concerning. But you know what we've seen out of Justin Fields the last couple of weeks, they're using him a lot more like Lamar, and that's where it's mm-hmm. more interesting. You know, he's going to have a lot yes. more of a rushing upside. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what he can do. Like I said I did not have the guts to make it my call, but. You know, it's a bold call, so props to you if it hits. All right, so there's our starts of the week. And real quick, what we're going to do now is because the NFL trade deadline is next Tuesday, there will probably maybe this year be quite a few guys on the move. You know, it feels like every single year right around the trade deadline, oh, this guy could go here, oh, this guy, and then nothing happens. It's like, why do you build it all up? Are you guys just afraid of pain? a little bit of uh, picks or something, you know. But I think this year, based on the offseason, we've seen all these quarterbacks get moved, and it just feels like the the NFL is changing. And 
these teams are finally starting to man up a little bit and send some stuff over for some of these players to to get difference makers. This year, we've already had like six trades already um, in season, which it's is just nice to see. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, we talked about it. We touched on it a little bit. Kadarius Tony for a third and a six. That is a pretty good return for someone who has played, you know, like six games in his year and a half so far. I think he's played five games and he has 400 <laughs> yards. Yeah. I mean, he's so freaking good, though. It, it's crazy. He is he one. Is, like, I don't know if he's he just sandbagging or what, but like, I just feel like this year is going to be the year where people make a lot of moves to try and get some of these guys. So we have a few guys we want to talk about here, and we're going to just kind of touch on them where we think that they're going to go and the pros and cons of it. So first guy we want to talk about is someone that's been rumored quite a bit today, which is Alvin Kamara to Philadelphia. So that is a very interesting one because out of all the needs that Philly has, I would say running back is one of the fewest, you know, like they have Jalen Hurts, they have Miles Sanders, they've got Boston Scott, they've got Kenny Gainwell. Like they just really don't feel like they need another offensive weapon. If anything, I'd say they probably need like a cornerback or something. They did just go get, uh, who was it? Um, from the Bears, uh, Robert Griffin, Robert Quinn, or Robert Quinn. Quinn. That's right. Yeah. Um, they got him today or yesterday, so they are making moves already. It's just it's an odd one. So I guess first question is over under. What what are the odds you think that this trade happens? Um, I honestly think that there is going to be a trade that Philly makes. Um, with Kamara, I think he's, I I would like it, but I don't know what. What exactly Philly would get back in return? I mean, they do have a couple first round picks. Um, for no next way Kamara's going I, for a first. No I know, way. I know. Oh, I I completely agree with that. I completely agree. I mean, I could see like a second, a second, and maybe like a. I doubt it. I would say like a fifth, man. Like the problem is running backs are just so cheap. It, I mean, Kamara's got I, a big contract. That that's the thing. Like. In in fantasy, it feels like that'd be fair, <laughs> like more than fair for a second. Right. But it's just yeah. NFL teams, when you have that big of a salary attached to a, a position like a running back, teams just nowadays do not want to pay that. And that's why I put the, you know, like if they move him, it'd be like for a fourth round, maybe a fifth round pick. That's that's kind of what I think the extent of what I, they would I, give up for him. And, I, you know, if well, you're – I go ahead. Oh, I, I I get that, but you know, I mean, I mean, also we saw uh, Christian McCaffrey get moved, and and his numbers are are I mean, they're probably not as big as is as Camaro's, but yeah, you know, I I think they're fairly fairly similar enough for running back. I mean, like I think CMC is making like eight million a year, which is still a lot for a running back. You know, no, now. I think CMC is making about sixteen million a year, if I remember right. Oh, he's making sixteen. I think Never so. Really. His is a but, massive. Here, let me. Here, you take over for one second. I'm going to pull up their tracks and just yeah. see what they are. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, you know, I mean, I mean, like with CMC, like, well, like the Panthers got well a second, a third, I think, a f- like a next year fourth or something like that. Like they got a decent haul for it's 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 for CMC. You know, it's it's for being the running back that he is, you know, who's very injury prone. But, you know, but when he's on the field, he's very dynamic. And that's what Alvin Kamara is, you know. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't really expect them to get a similar pack. I don't I, I don't expect them to get the same package, but I think they can at least get a second out of them, like a second and like a fifth or something like that. Like, like I honestly think that would be pretty fair. 
Okay, so based on Spotrack, um, this season, right now, oh, where's Christian McCaffrey? They extend him? Where is he at on here? Okay, let me find him again. Let me find him quick. I was trying to hide my loud mechanical keyboard here. <laughs> um, all right, so right now, he has a cap hit of... 7 million this year um, with, you know, a little bit lower of a cap hit next year, only 700,000 next year, but the next three years after that, 36 million. So 12 million a year cool. for 23, 24, 25. Um, if you were to cut him right now, he has a $33 million dead cap. So it is quite a bit of money that you are kind of dedicating at least to, awesome. to, um, Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, it's, it's a lot that you're <laughs> kind of committing to him, but, uh, yeah, Alvin Kamara, on the other hand, right now he is a 6 million next year jumps up to 16 million. So again, he's another guy that's going to be super expensive next year. And that's where it just gets a little risky with, um, again, oh. those, those draft picks there. So, um, I would probably put the over-under on this trade getting done at about, you know, maybe 40%. I just don't see yeah. it happening too much. Um, New Orleans, they've they've traded. They, there's a little bit of a history there, but I just don't think that New Orleans is ready to throw in the towel. That division is just too soft right now. I mean, mm -hmm. Tampa Bay is leading the division with three and four, so... You know, yeah. New Orleans has not been great, but they can still technically make a playoff run, and that's kind of what the coaching staff wants to do. So I'm not giving up on them just yet, but um, so I'd put the over under at forty percent. So yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I I do agree with that, and and then for the fantasy implications, you know, I I think that would that would really hurt Kamara's stock because because of all the running backs that they do have there. Right. Yeah. That. So it definitely hurts everybody. I think if he gets moved to Philly, and then for New Orleans, there's nobody really even interesting there, you know? Like who who is their running back Mark Ingram? That's not great yeah. for fantasy. So this one just doesn't make sense to me. I, I understand all the rumors and everything, but uh and I did see Kamara put out a, a tweet today that said um basically it was like the popcorn. He was eating popcorn just yep. like watching the comments. Yep. So it was funny, yep. but I yeah, I just don't think this ultimately is gonna happen. It's just too big of a commitment for for both sides. It's a lose lose for everybody, in my opinion, for fantasy yeah. if it does happen. So um yeah. We'll go on to the next one here. So next guy I want to talk about is Chase Claypool for the Green Bay Packers. And I actually had a podcast earlier this week with uh Jude Jets. It's the new one for Let's Talk Sports. So I talked about Chase Claypool a little bit on that podcast as well. And my thought process is this. The Green Bay Packers look broken, and they look broken because their offense sucks. It is terrible right now. They have no reliable wide receivers, and, you know, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, you cannot be relying on rookies. Sammy Watkins, we all knew, was a ticking time bomb. And then Randall Cobb is out indefinitely with an injury. So they really just desperately need um, some, some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Chase Claypool is someone that I know that they're ready to move out of Pittsburgh. It just has not, you know, worked out for him. Chase Claypool has shown, he's shown glimpses of talent here and there, but it's just not ultimately been enough to 
kind of work as the number one guy. Deontay Johnson, he's the one that got the big money contract. George Pickens is the guy that's the superstar rookie that they drafted this year. So it kind of just leaves Chase Claypool as the odd man out. Green Bay is in desperate need, and I just think that this guy is going to uh, be someone that they're going to be targeting. And when you think about it, too, Chase Claypool is like the the first version of Christian Watson. So I think Mm -hmm. that it just makes too much sense. And I probably put this one at like 60 to 70 percent odds of getting done. Um, I just think that it's just too big of a need. It might not be uh, Chase Claypool, but Green Bay is definitely bringing in a wide receiver. We don't know which one, but this one just makes too much sense for me. What do you think about that one? Oh, no, I completely agree with that. Um, It's the bad part is that it makes too much sense. So that means the Packers aren't going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> probably so, is, is 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 the problem so you know i mean i mean i mean my head's telling me do it do it do it well i i, f- I feel that's a slam dunk trade you know it's it's going to help the steelers kind of get off of um off of claypool and then they could maybe get some help for um or uh any picket you mm-hmm. know and, and stuff like that you know adding like maybe a lineman or a draft pick that could or be a lineman you know, next year you know they're gonna be a top yeah, five pick yeah. Absolutely. So, exactly. So, you know, uh, so, you know, like, you know, I I feel that, I mean, I feel it makes sense. It makes too much sense. You know, (laughs) I I would probably go in in, in the 60, 70% with you, but I don't have a lot of faith in the GM, in the, in, yeah, in the GM of the Packers because they haven't done very well in, drafting a lot of offensive help and yep. they don't really attract a lot of free agents. They don't really do a lot of that. And that's kind of have, that's kind of what's set them back from being, from being the premier franchise. in. The- yep. I agree with that. And then the other thing too, you know, I was looking at this a little bit. One of the craziest stats, have you heard this stat? Uh, speaking of Spotrack, right? Contract stats. If, Aaron Rodgers retires after this year because there's a lot of rumors about him retiring at the end of this year, like him just being absolutely done. And if you've watched any of the Packers games, he looks absolutely finished with football, just in general. He just does not look like he wants to come back. If he retires after this year, they have $96 million in dead cap next year. $96 oh my gosh. Oh that's my insane. gosh, that that is insane, and that's just gonna set them back so far, and that's just gonna hurt any 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 chance of them being successful. Cause, <laughs> you know, I I don't I don't I don't mind Jordan Love, but he's not he is not Aaron Rodgers. I like no. Jordan Love. I I still believe in Jordan Love, and I want to see him get an actual opportunity. But no, chance, you are right. Yeah. He is not. He is not. Um, Aaron Rodgers, and I mean, when you have that much dead cap, there's nobody gonna be left. You know, you're going to be rocking a whole new rookie crew, essentially. So that's going to be rough there. But yeah, the one positive, though, if he, if he does get traded to Green Bay, instantly slots in as the number one guy there. Chase Claypool yes. doesn't really have a history of injuries. He You know, he doesn't really get banged up too much. So there is that. You, you don't really have to worry too much that way. But then for the Pittsburgh side, I talked about this on the other podcast, Pickens and Deontay just absolutely get way more interesting. Fryermuth, all of the the weapons. It's such mm-hmm. a loaded offense for Pittsburgh. That's like it's uh those memes where it's like a really beautiful car with no engine, essentially, because Kenny yep. Pickett just is yep. not a great 
quarterback, and I've always maintained this. Uh, we're kind of seeing it now through the first couple of weeks of his his starts, but you know they have so many weapons, and I just think if you take one guy out of there, it'll just help all the others for fantasy. So I don't think it's going to help him in real life football, but for fantasy, it makes them all a little bit more interesting there. So um, next guy, we'll just roll on here. Brandon Cooks to the Los Angeles Chargers. So I did not tell you about this one. This one's a little interesting. I've seen a lot of rumors about this. A lot of rumors that Brandon Cooks has gotten a lot of calls in the last couple of days. Well, at least the Texans have gotten a lot of calls about Brandon Cooks anyway. Um, so the Chargers are somebody that had been rumored for a wide receiver for a while. Keenan Allen's been banged up all season long. They just lost Mike Williams. So they're on by this week. A trade right before the deadline means that whoever they um, would get, if they got him before this weekend, would have an extra week to kind of prepare with this person. So it makes a lot of sense that they'd be interested in a wide receiver. Brandon Cooks, the on the other side, is uh, someone that is interesting because I think he just re-signed a, an extension in his contract. And in that extension, there was a no trade clause. So I'm not sure if they can even trade him without his permission anyway. But that's one thing to kind of look at here in the next couple of days. So um, Brandon Cooks, you'll have to tell me what your over-under is here in just a second. All right, so what do you think the over-under is on him getting traded? Um, I think that's a very interesting one. I mean, I mean, especially with the Mike Williams injury. Um, I mean, I do think they need another guy there, and I think that that the Chargers aren't really – they're not always shy about trying, at least trying something. So, you know, I, 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 could, see, I could see the Texans trying to get off of hooks. So I'd probably give that I, – I'm – I would probably give that about a 50-50. The only downside, though, is literally this offseason, there was all the rumors about Brandon Cooks getting traded, and they um, extended him a couple years. And in his contract extension, they gave him a no-trade clause. So, like, he can still get traded, obviously. Deshaun Watson had no-trade clause, and we all see how that worked out. But it's just kind of interesting because at the time – I remember reading an article from him saying that he wanted to be part of the rebuild. He wanted to stay in Houston to just, you know, one, have some consistency year to year because he's been tra- the most traded player of all time is Brandon Cooks. I swear he has. And crazy. <laughs> it is wild, man. I feel bad for him almost because he's so freaking good and nobody's ever committed to him long term. But yeah. at the same time, he wanted to be part of the rebuild and they just are already ready to move on from them, you know, if they get the right offer. It's just kind of crazy for him. So that's the only downside, I think, in this trade. But yeah, I'd agree with, excuse me, I'd agree with you that it's probably closer to like a 60 40. Um, mm. The Chargers aren't really somebody. The, the question is whether or not the Chargers can feel like they can still make a run. Their defense is absolutely battered right now. JC mm-hmm. Jackson is out for the year. He wasn't playing the greatest anyway, but. You know, you had a lot of money involved in him. Mike Williams is going down. Their offensive line, I think it was uh, their center um, that they lost here recently. So it's just, it's a rough situation injury-wise for the Chargers. Like normal, it feels like almost every year they have these issues. So are they going to make a move if they don't feel like they can compete? So they're already paying a ton of money to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. They're $40 Mm -hmm. million a year for those two guys. So... Adding a third wide receiver contract, right. is, it's tough. I mean, 
Yeah, I I agree. Like it's 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 money wise that that would put them more in a pinch, and ha- having that much money in one position is not always a good thing. Yeah, but with Justin Herbert on a rookie deal, I mean, I can understand it though. That does help. It yes. does help, and with it, with it, him it getting it healthy now is also kind of interesting. So. Um, just, just a name to kind of keep on your mind as we get towards the trade deadline. There's been a lot of rumors about Brandon cooks, a lot of people talking about him, um, being on the trade block and everything. So just something to watch there. All right. And then the last one is the fun one. I just wanted to bring it up as a Patriots fan, Mac Jones, is he going to be traded before the trade deadline? This one, uh, this in, one actually causes uh, me pain because I had a Sony I, uh, Michelle jersey and then I have a Mac Jones jersey and just I swear if both of those guys don't retire as Patriots I'm gonna be so mad. Oh, I don't, I don't blame you. I, I, I don't think you have to worry about Mac Jones. I think you have to worry more about Bailey Zappi, honestly, be, be being traded. You think they're gonna um, trade Zappi? No way. I, I, I don't really think either. You know, I I think this is I think it's comical what's happening to Mac Jones. Honestly. It's annoying it's, it, to be completely honest. As a as a it's, Patriots fan, it's, it's, it actually makes me mad. Like Mac it's, Jones it's, does not deserve this. No, he he definitely doesn't. And and with him being a first round pick, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure Bailey Zappi was under. No, or he was if, a fourth if, fourth round fourth round pick this last year. Yeah, he was a fourth. Mm-hmm. Yep, we took him in the fourth, which I was like. We took a backup quarterback in the fourth round. <laughs> I've been saying this for years, man. Bill Belichick has lost his his ability to draft completely. It, he just does not have it anymore. He can't draft skill players. He is, you know, quarterback. This is the first one he's drafted since Tom until, you know, till Zappy. But it's just, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? Defense is still killer, like always. Defense will always be good. But offensively, it's just... Bill Belichick makes me sad when I watch what he does with our draft yeah. every single year. No, I, I I agree with that, and you know I don't I don't really think they're going to trade either of them. I mean, I it would be fun. It would it it would blow up the lead league if they kind of did that. That wouldn't make any sense. Here's the one that I actually thought was kind of interesting: Atlanta. I don't hate that, but they also have Desmond Ritter waiting. Yeah, but he was a third round pick. I just I don't see it with what they're trying to do and with as as, so, as, long, as as long as Arthur Smith's there, I don't here's think the, thing. the Falcons are gonna do anything. Here's the thing, right? They're just gonna be in media. I get it, I get more, the the Arthur Smith hate. He annoys me too. Yes. But last year they had Matt Ryan. They were not number one in the league in in positive rushing attempts. You know what I mean? Like, they did not try and run the ball every single play. That says to me they don't trust Marcus Mariota. If they don't trust Marcus Mariota and they're not going to Desmond Ritter, that means they also don't trust Desmond Ritter. So they need someone that they can trust to throw the ball. Mac Jones, say what you will about him, he is a good passer. He's, you know, he's been reliable for the Patriots. We saw it in his rookie year. This year, it's not his fault. We are being run by a clown show in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. So it's great over there. So, you know, it's not Mac Jones's fault why the offense looks terrible this year. So, you know, I just think that there's there's some interest there. There should be some interest. And, you know, the way that Atlanta's playing, they're 
in contention for, we just talked about it with Tampa. <laughs> they, they're in contention for number one in this division still. And, right. you know, it, they need a quarterback. If they win this division, there's no chance in hell they're getting one in next year's draft class. So if you can get one, you know, let's say you send the 20th overall pick to New England for Mac Jones. I don't think Bill Belichick would say no. That's all I'm saying. I don't even think it would take a first to get Mac Jones. I, I think you'd could. still have to give a first for him. You'd have to. Maybe. It's not like know. he's been I mean, bad. That's the whole thing. I Out mean, of all those I, guys, I could, he looks I mean, better. I, I could I could see it, but I I, I just don't think I, I don't think Jones is going to go anywhere. You know, I, I mean, hope I, I think I I, I kind of think it'd be more fun if they like if like Kyle Shanahan and Bill Belichick kind of did a trade swap and getting Lance. And you know, have, having 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 please go to Shanahan. give me Trey Lance. Okay, so I know I just said I like Mac Jones, but give me Trey Lance on the Patriots. Well, all, all oh, day. I'd day. be so happy. I would be so happy. And it's not even just a because I think Trey Lance is going to be that good for the Patriots. But Trey Lance is one of my favorite players in the NFL right now, and I'm a Patriots fan. Oh my gosh, I would be. I would buy. I would sell that Mac Jones crap and get a Trey Lance jersey so fast, <laughs> man. Like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Oh, don't don't tease me like that. No. I'm the sorry. the other the other interesting <laughs> place, you know, Niners always make sense, but the Colts is kind of interesting. That yes. that's a weird situation going on over there, but. Well, uh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't understand what's happening in Indy. Um, I kind of find it ironic that, like, my Matt Ryan was a starter for what twenty eight weeks and three days. Yeah, I, I saw that. That is, I that, saw that. That is awesome. Oh man, that is awesome. No, the, you know what the problem is, Matt, or, uh, Matt Ryan just sucks. He sucked. I said this before the season he, started. He, he was terrible. I mean, I mean, he hasn't played. Well, he has played pretty. He's like, bad. He's, he, he's he old as bad. dirt, man. He has played very bad. Well, he's what? He's like 30. He's 38. He's he's younger than Brady. That's dude. I've said this for years. I think Tom Brady's going to warp people's perception of quarterbacks. Like, oh, yeah, everybody can just play till 50 now. It's like, no, Tom Brady's just a freak of nature, man. Not everybody can do this crap. And Matt Ryan has been done for like three years. He's been terrible for three years in Atlanta. Oh, but he puts up big numbers. How many games has he won over the last couple of years? How many games has he Not carried them to? You know, Not oh, he's Matty Ice. Yeah, because he's ice cold because he sucks. He fumbles every game away that he's in a high-pressure situation. Oh, I've never liked Matt Ryan. But I will say they are doing him a little dirty. So <laughs> Yeah, all, all they are. You know, um, I mean – I would have much rather them come out and say that it's the shoulder injury and not just that he sucks ass. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's <laughs> true. So, yeah. But, oh, well, it is what it is. It, it, I don't think the, the Colts are in play. They just cannot afford to trade for another quarterback at this point in time. Like, their fan base, they, they will kill them. It'd have to come from Jim Mercer straight, and I just don't see that coming. So, yeah, it's a rough for them, but it is what it is. All right, so that said, we are going to wrap up now with a recap of week number seven for the ERI Dynasty League. And just real quick, um, here's a quick summary. Pain, that's that's all it is. So um, <laughs> my team has been the biggest disappointment of all time in 
fantasy football right now. It is like I was I was pretty rocked this week with injuries and um, you know and buys and everything. Looking at my team, I had I had Swift on by. He's also injured, but he should be healthy now. Hopefully, Allen Robinson was out on by. Gabe Davis was on by. Dallas Goddard was on by. Irv Smith, the Philly defense was on by. Um, who was a couple guys that were injured? You know, I, Dak Prescott just coming off of injury, so I was kind of limited in my options. Keenan Allen was injured as well, um, so very limited in who I could even start. Ultimately, ended up losing because my starters, who are supposed to be good, Tom Brady had a crap week. Saquon is great. You know, Saquon's been elite all sing, all season long. Uh, Fournette was bad because the entire Tampa Bay offense couldn't move, like couldn't score to save their lives. CeeDee Lamb with Dak just didn't really need to do anything. Four for 70, it's not the worst. Um, you know, you, ne- you need to see a couple touchdowns from CeeDee Lamb. Four catches for 70, though, is not bad whatsoever. Godwin, same with Fournette and Brady. Just terrible day against the Panthers. Kyle Pitts, I had to start him, was not happy about that. The Falcons are just a joke. We just talked about them. Agree. Yeah, I agree. And it, and it and it's just baffles me that they spent two top 10 picks on two pass catchers. They just need a quarterback. Third, Honestly, that's all they need. Times. They need to get a quarterback. Marcus Mariota's not even that, he's not that, but he's not even that bad. Uh, here's my point. Here's my whole he's, concept, he's right? And I get it. They want to make playoffs if they can. I understand yes. this. But... Go out there and just put like like they did with Justin Fields. Just throw the ball like thirty times. If Marcus Mariota yes. sucks, you have an excuse to go to Desmond Ritter and you can see what he has. Exactly. So just do it. Like I just don't understand this. Like just go do it. And if you win, you win. And if you lose, nobody's gonna blame you because you didn't have a quarterback. Like I just don't understand the thought process here. So whatever. Uh, Keenan Allen, bad week. Like I said, he had two catches for 11 yards. I think that they didn't really play him in the second half, and after the Mike Williams injury, they just threw in the towel, said we're not going to risk it, so just get healthy, Keenan. Hopefully after the bye, you can come back. Bateman, down week, four for 42. Baltimore's just been rough, man. They've been terrible the last couple weeks. Um, so yeah, just my, my starters did not perform very well. And then on the flip side, Kenneth Walker absolutely sealed it for Keelan, 30 points there. Tyler Lockett came in, had a decent day. Tom Brady outscored Lamar Jackson. So I had that going for me, but you know, Kenneth Walker was pretty much the the difference maker in this game. Terry McLaurin had the touchdown. So gave him a little bit of a boost there as well, but Close one, but ultimately Keelan got the victory by 17 points. Puts me at one and six. My only win is against Dan. Keelan is now at two and five. So it's so annoying, man. So, so rough. (laughs) All right. Next matchup was an interesting one, at least. Um, James going in at five and one against Eric at four and two. James ended up getting the victory 170 to 153. Big blowout here like a the heavy hitter battle here um James Mahomes Aaron Jones he started Raheem Mostert Jamar Chase Curtis Samuel Pat Fryermuth great great week from those guys T Higgins Deontay Johnson he's going to be hurting here in the next couple of weeks without Jamar Chase but you know at least he has T Higgins to kind of see the little bit of an uptick there on the flip side, Eric also had a pretty good week as well. Daniel Jones balled out. I think he picked him up off of waivers right before that game started, too. Oh Josh Jacobs, 
murdering people. He's been insane mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Kenny Drake was a Ball, big dud there. Balling out, yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah no, Drake. I'm, I'm really bummed out. I'm bummed out in Kenyon Drake. Like, he had 11 carries nope, for five Nope, I'm not bummed. He's, he, he's a mean, bum. He is a bum. He, he is an absolute bum, but I'm just surprised they got Gus Edwards back yeah. and he played as well as he did. Uh, Mike Williams went off for Eric. Mike Gusecki had a little bit of a down game. He's another guy. Speaking of trades, I would not be shocked yes. if Mike Gusecki's on the I on the move. I don't know who's going to trade for him. Who really needs a tight end that badly? But he's someone that I Everybody. anticipate. Dude, I'm telling you, Dalton Schultz for Mike Gusecki. Make it happen. It makes too much damn sense for both it does. teams. It does. Amari Cooper, solid. Brandon Ayuk, solid. Um, defense. Baltimore defense really came through for him last week, but. Couple guys on his waiver or on his bench that that went off, but yeah, pretty heavy hitter slug fest there. So that puts James at six and one, Eric at five and three. So we'll talk about the standings here in just one one minute. Another another heavy hitter fight here was Ryan versus Braden. Braden squeaked out the victory over Ryan to put him at five and two. Ryan is now four and three. So they were both four mm. and two going into the game. What a wild, you know, game changer there. Uh-huh. Um, 150 to 147. So when I say squeaked it out, he r- literally squeaked it out. Joe Burrow, though, coming through 41 points. I can't even get 20. I can't That's even imagine 30 yeah. or 40. Holy <laughs> goodness. 36 points from Austin Eckler. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman, down week there uh, for Braden. Joe Mixon, solid. 18 points there. A dud from Romeo Dobbs. That's depressing. A dud from Mark Andrews. Like, he had the potential to get so many more points. It's crazy. Chris Olave, Travis Kelsey as well. Just a great performance there for Braden. Um, on the flip side, though, we got I got to pause the game here while I'm recapping these games. I'm following along, trying not to uh, shout out the, the points as we're going through here. Some good touchdowns. Good drives by uh, Tampa Bay so far, so I can't complain. Can't complain since I have half their team on this roster. But um, on the flip side for Ryan, we've got Kyler Murray, good day. Alvin Kamara, we talked about earlier, solid day, 18 points. Nick Chubb, still doing it, just cannot be stopped. Yep. Unstoppable, except for last week when he only scored eight points against New England, but it's New England. Hopkins is back. He looks good. That was the Thursday game, so they have a little bit of extra rest now. Debo, down week. He's got a little bit banged up right now. And Joku is out for a little while. He got banged up pretty bad. But he does have Kittle in the back, so it's not going to hurt him too much. Kittle was the better play anyway. So, oh, man, Kittle is finally starting to get rolling. I love that as well. Henry and Devontae Adams in his flex. So the fact that he lost is pretty impressive. Just 41 points from Joe Burrow is a great performance there. Um, DJ Moore had an awesome week as well. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it, I, I find it interesting how, how teams that trade away good players get better good week the next <laughs> game. Yeah. It's it. I, I, I kind of think it frees up the offense a little bit and, Maybe. And, 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 and then they aren't so reliant on it, that one player. It doesn't help that Tampa did nothing in that game. Like just absolutely, no, absolutely nothing. nothing. They, they played like garbage. All right. Next game here. Dan narrowly getting the victory. I was the second lowest scorer on the week, so I can't really say anything here. But Dan ultimately got the victory over Max. Max is in full tank mode, essentially. We'll talk about a trade that happened here in just a little bit um, that was made today. But 
yeah, basically Dan uh, whooped the the crap out of Max, continued winning. Dan is now 6-1 tied with James. Um, That'll be an interesting matchup when they actually have to play here in the next couple weeks. I don't know when they actually end up playing, if I can see the schedule or not. I don't think I can, unfortunately. But I was going to see when they end up playing. They play in week. Oh, man, they don't play for a while. Okay. Or did they already play? They might have already played. That might be why. But, yeah, Dan versus James is going to be very interesting. Those guys are both locked for the buys right now. Um, But Dan, you know, we've talked about his roster enough. Just solid studs. Christian McCaffrey only had eight points. He's going to be someone that's going to be very interesting now with San Francisco. Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Rodgers, solid performances, 15 from both those guys. Tyreek, a little bit of a down week, only seven for 72. George Pickens, I like George Pickens so much. It is the the worst-kept secret at the office that I love George Pickens. So uh, there's that. Zeke. Talked about him. Two touchdowns last week. Can't complain there. Justin Tucker and the Dallas defense. Dallas defense, 19 points. Pretty good there. On the flip side for Max's team, Ramondre Stevenson is looking pretty good. I really like Ramondre. Um, As a Patriots fan, Mike Evans. Mike Evans had nine of 15 targets. Imagine if he would have got that touchdown. You might have won this matchup, how close it was, just with that one catch. He he, he probably probably would have. Extra... 12 points it would have been real close around around that real close um yeah that probably would have changed everything because he had tampa bay's defense too so they probably Mm. wouldn't have you know i mean like they probably their offense the hype would have been a little bit higher for uh tampa bay to shut them down so man, that would have been interesting you know benjamin on his bench as well so uh, Tyler Boyd on his and, bench, and, so. and, and Tyler Boyd, yeah, too. Which a couple he had guys, two big scores, yeah, a couple yeah. guys. But Max is trying to lose, so you can't really fault him too much there. Then the other one that was very interesting, the last game of the week was um, was Ken versus Rob, uh, the Great Rebuild versus Amana Mission. Ken gets the victory, one nineteen to fifty eight. Rob is just on an absolute tear of lowest score for the last like three weeks in a row. <laughs> The the guy that put up the second high, like 170 on me in week number two, has not even broken 75. I don't think the last couple of weeks has been pretty rough to watch <laughs> that. You know, thanks for yeah. killing my playoff hopes there, Rob. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was good game. Good game for Ken. He's been pretty consistent over the last couple of weeks. This is a little bit of a down week for Ken, but he's been averaging about 130 the last few weeks. Um, Etn. Looking pretty good so far. Uh, Brees Hall, RIP, that's going to hurt, but we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Ken made a move here in one of the trades. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jalen Waddell, Alan Lazard, he's a little banged up right now as well. Dalton Mm -hmm. Schultz is someone that's interesting now that Dak is back. I think that there are better days ahead for Dalton Schultz um, going forward. But when you look at the depth, again, Ken doesn't have a ton of depth here. Um, Sky Moore, rest in peace. You know, they just replaced him with Kadarius Toney. But he had Miles Sanders on by, so Matt Stafford on by, Geno Smith on his bench. He's got some guys here. Um, but, yeah, it was a rough – it was good to get a week a win on this week because he had a lot of guys out on by. So, on mm-hmm. the flip side, Rob's team is just falling to pieces. Um you know, he's very much looking forward to the next couple of years anyway. Drake London started the season so hot. Oh my 
goodness. He started the week or the year 12 points, 24 points, 14 points. Ever since that Fantastic. week three, ever since week three, three, seven, seven, one. Whoa. What in the world, Whoa. man? That's it's why it's so confusing. Yeah, it's, it's so it's confusing. Arthur man. Smith, and they just need to fire him into the sun. He had Gus Edwards on his over. bench. There's somebody there that's a little interesting. Wandale Robinson, mm-hmm. like that. We talked about him just a little bit ago. Um, so, there again, he's looking more towards the future. DK Metcalf got banged up in that game. So, Amon Ra got injured instantly in that game as well. Yeah. So, they didn't really have a chance to do much. All right. So, going to the standings, Dan and James are tied at one and two, six and one for both. James is just massively behind Dan in points. So, you know, there's not much to do there. Then we go to tied or well, solo third place is Braden at five and two. Then we got a three-way tie for the last three playoff slots, four, five, and six. We got Ryan, Eric, and Ken. Ken is the great rebuild is uh, rebuilding pretty well. Then we mm-hmm. got Keelan at two and five, tied with Rob at two and five, and then myself and Max at one and six. I'm in last place right now. Bijan Robinson, here I come at this yeah, point. Yeah, no, I I, I I agree with that. Well, and and then the worst part about your team is that you've scored the least and you've given up the most. I have not scored the least. I am well above. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, my, I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm, I'm a ninth. <laughs> I'm a ninth. Let's get it right. Goodness. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm in ninth at least. No, I think dude, it's just been a rough season. It's like, bad. It's, I'm still yeah, the highest in points against by about a hundred. So there's that. A lot. A, a Seventy. Sorry, seventy points against higher that's than the next. Still a, lot. That's still a lot. That's a that's a, a Rob week, man. That's an entire week for Rob. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So then we'll talk on the trade real quick. So there was a trade. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this. This is a ten team one quarterback league. Two running back, two wide receiver, one, uh, two flex, one tight end, um, kicker defense. Najee Harris for a first-round pick from Ken. So, you know, as of right now, it's a playoff. Right. So it's a bottom six pick. And Khalil Shakir. So Najee for a first and Khalil Shakir. So what do you think of this trade? Honestly, in, in, all, in all reality... Ken should finish sixth place as of right now. Yeah, that's yeah, what it looks like. Yeah. So if Ken finishes yeah. sixth place, the 105 be, and Khalil yeah, Shakir yeah. for Najee. That's not bad. I don't really like Harris long term. I that's agree. The only thing that, that's the only thing that really scares me is that <laughs> I, th- I think his better, I think his best year was his rookie year. Probably. And yeah. And I don't foresee him having a year like that again. So I I like it this year because he's gonna try to at least not finish fifth. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I like it for this year, but he's definitely you know, making a move. Um, so I can respect this yes, because he does yes, have yes. Brees. He lost Brees. One thing I told him to do, and I don't know. I mean, if you don't want me to talk about trades that you guys are rumoring to me, don't tell me. <laughs> to, this is this is uh, what is it the reporters say off the record. You know, right, if you if right. you want these off the record, tell me, and I won't talk about them on here. But I told him what I told him to do was go get Kenneth Walker for Brees. So yeah. you know, Keelan has Kenneth Walker. 
Keelan is kind of in between throwing in the towel in the season and, and kind of making a run because I think the only other person that can solidify a playoff slot would be Keelan. So Naj or uh, Brees for Kenneth Walker is interesting, especially for Ken when you need some depth yeah. and you need running backs. That gets interesting for me. I don't know. What do you think about that? What would you I, do for that? I I I would have liked the Brees for. And Walker, right? he can still do it. That's what I'm saying. Like he can still do it. Yeah, Najee yeah, still do it. Najee, Ken Walker, Miles Sanders. It's it's not a terrible group of guys there. So right. you know, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate. I think I. I mean, I I, I like that a lot better than the Najee Harris trade. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm just not. I'm like. Yeah, I don't like Najee that much. I, I am. I like like I I I think Najee's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but. It, like I'm just fully out. I will say though, I think this was a perfect opportunity for Ken because I think that there is some positive regression coming for Najee over the next couple of weeks. Um, He's been that bad, but he's a very inefficient runner, but the Pittsburgh offense has just been struggling as a whole. And I don't like Kenny Pickett, but he is going to score points. You know, at some point they're going to score some points and Najee will be the recipient of a lot of those points, you know? So there is that, so there should be some positive regression. I think Max sold way too cheap, you know, for if it was me, our trade deadlines in week 13, I'm waiting much longer for Najee. Mm-hmm. Wait until he has a couple of those big games, see if you can get yes. two first for him. But, you know, Max was ready to move on, so it was it was perfect timing for Ken um, on the trade, so can't fault him for that. So the only other question is whether or not I'm going to throw in the towel or not. And more than likely, yes, I've been trying to sell some players, but yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going by the people that you're putting on the, on your trade block. I think you're trying to do a fire sale and try to get all the first round picks next year. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Cause Rob has like, half I know. Of them. <laughs> Rob oh, and Max true. have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, people are uh, very uh, frugal in this, in this league for sure. So, uh, getting first rounders is not as easy as it looks. So, um, but no, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, if I went out, technically I could finish the season eight and six, but the problem with that is I have to play Ryan, Dan, and James again. So yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I I really sucks. don't think that's. I'm just I'm just gonna say it here. I I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen I, either. I agree. I mean, it's I mean, possible. I, mean, I, 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 I agree. Yeah, I. I, I yeah, I don't really foresee you finishing last, but but I think you have a better chance of finishing last. Than... That's true. But if I'm in the yeah. bottom four, the <laughs> nice thing is if I'm in the bottom four, I'm at least I'm in the lottery, so I can maybe get the 101. That's true. That, that, that so is... the 101 would be fun. We'll see if I can get it. Bijan yes. Robinson would be mine if I do that. If that happens, Absolutely. I will be getting Bijan. So I will tell you all now exactly who I'm targeting. But... Um, and if I get the 102, I'm probably going Jameer Gibbs. And if I get the 103, I'm probably going Sean Tucker. Is it Sean Tucker or uh, Sean? Uh, I is it? There's I an Evan Sean. and a Sean. I forget they're they're not the. They're I think the, it's Sean Tucker. Is it Sean Tucker uh, and it, Evan it, it, Taylor? Yeah. I'm, I'm I think that's their names. They, they they I get them flipped up. I don't watch enough college as you can see, but uh, yeah, they will be mine. I, I'm basically guaranteed one of the top four running backs or the number one wide receiver. So. I'm not going to complain if I end up getting a top five pick. No. So for sure. And if Brady continues to play like he's playing tonight, maybe I can get the 111. Let's go. 
Let's go. Rebuild <laughs> is in full effect. So we will see. But yeah, it's it's going to be rough. I mean, I'm not throwing in the towel just yet. I, it, there's no point to just yet. I've got a couple easy matchups. I think I play um, this week. I'm playing or a Rob again. Then I've got Max, and then I've got Ken. So it's an easier stretch than what I've had so far through the first seven weeks. But you know, we'll see how it goes. If I lose this week, then yeah, I'm a hundred percent just fire sale and everything I can. But again, we got a couple more weeks, so I'm not just going to panic sell. I'm going to, I'm going to buy my time. Wait for some more of these killer injuries that are just wrecking everybody. Jamar Chase, Brees Hall, like <laughs> this, this year has been wild, man. I will say. Yes. It's been wild. Oh, another guy too, but real quick. And this will be the last guy we talk on because we're hitting 55 minutes. So we're under an hour. So we're doing good on time. Um, real quick, we'll just touch on this guy. Jerry Judy, what are the over what's the over under you think that Jerry Judy's gonna get traded? Um, I think if they lose this, if they lose the Jaguars, I think it's about a I think they're gonna lose, man. Jaguar's second home is London. It is London. Well, I I would say their first home is London, but that's beside the point. No, they they have they have clown fans in Jacksonville. That's true. They they cater to all the circuses around there. Yeah, so so you know, I I I I I think if they lose, that they're going to trade Judy, and I think they're. Going I think to they try trade Judy keep... regardless. So here's the thing: I heard this. I, I heard this report earlier this week. Um, the reason why, and it is, <laughs> it's the most Russell Wilson report ever. So this is. I think you'll like this. So I guess the reason why they want to move Jerry Judy is, I guess he's a little more immature in the locker room. Like he's not the most serious type of guy, you know, and he doesn't get along with Russell Wilson very well because he's more immature. He doesn't get along with Russell Wilson because he's immature. Well, it doesn't help that Russell Wilson is a weirdo. That's and that's the ironic part of this whole yeah, thing. He's like, just so. I mean, I mean, I, I I do think Wilson is mature. He's just super weird, and Wilson is mature. He, he's just a jackass. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just super weird. Like, like for instance, like. Like there was a report um, earlier this week that he's like doing high knees on the plane. Dude, so many people are I'm, trashing I'm, him for this. I'm like, I'm like, dude, calm down. You know, you know, like, 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 just relax on the plane ride. His home. persona, like you guys, dude, and I don't like to hate on people so unnecessarily. Like, I really don't. You know, I'll, I'll rag on people when it's kind of like in fun. So I don't like to just pile on to people. But here's the thing with Russell Wilson. And people gave Kyle Brandt so much crap for his rant the couple weeks ago about the, um, like, Russ's off-the-field persona. You have to go through his agent to get a hold of him. You have to go through his agent to talk to him as a teammate. Like, you know how wild that is? That is nuts, man. Like, you are not bigger than your team. And this whole like, oh, let's let's ride. Oh, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm 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 really working hard, guys. Oh, it's real injuries. I, I'm really trying to work here to get back and all this. Like, nobody cares unless you're winning games. Like, nobody yeah. cares. You can say all the things in the world that you want to say, but unless you're winning games, nobody cares. And that is going to tick more people off if you don't shut your mouth than if you just win games. Like, that's my problem with yeah. Russ. Like and, do well, and, and 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 the it, well and and the problem too is that he's been so cringy off the field. I know, man. You know, he, he's he's Dangerous. been cringy in the commercials. <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah he's been cringy in the subway commercials, like borderline creepy. Yeah, like it's just been really 
odd that like he's like going to this like like he's trying to be edgy when Unlimited. edgy funny guy when when, <laughs> when when he's the complete opposite like he's a complete cheese ball like he needs to like know, have man. that market like it's just well it's also hilarious because like he's like oh god first and all this stuff and it's like dude you don't do all this like you you're you're such a clown man like nobody's gonna take you serious like when yeah, you're acting just, religious when you act like a clown too like it's just so frustrating. Russell yeah, Wilson is just, just not a good look. He's, he's not a bad player, but again, start winning before you stop acting like weirdo, shut your mouth and just yes. win games until you win games. Nobody cares. So the funny part about that whole Judy thing is if Russell Wilson doesn't like him cause he's immature, like bro, you are the, the worst person to like bring any of this up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you are the yes. worst person to talk about this. So I think he's gone. I think Judy is a hundred percent going to be gone. Whether that's the Green Bay, right. that would be fun. That I think would that would be, be interesting. Fun. It's 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 the only problem with Judy though is that he it, it seems like he can't catch the ball. He's 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 dropped a lot of pat like yeah. I, I I I mean, but if I, you're gonna I, catch I, the ball from someone, you know that you know that Aaron Rodgers throws a pretty ball. Yes, that that it, well, but but we've also seen like Christian Watkins drop drop those pretty balls, you know, in in like week one yeah. on the first pass of the of the year. Yeah, it hits his hands, and that's probably what's going to happen to Judy. And then and then I think Aaron Rodgers is going to implode, and it's going to be kind of funny to see. It would be funny, that's for sure. But, it would be uh, hilarious. I you know you know like of of like all the players that could do like the. Uh, like the Antonio Brown exit, I think Aaron Rodgers would hundred <laughs> percent. Man, I had the Packers as the five seed. I just dude, the NFC is a, a mess right now. Wild. It's wild right now. It's gonna it be so crazy. Bad. It's it's well and and the problem it the problem is is that the Giants are gonna be like the five seed. Yeah, and that's true. I yeah, you know, they, well, they're they're probably gonna maybe they're, they're they're, for me, probably, they're going to be, I bet you my, my predictions are going to be very, very close. The only team that I'm going to get wrong in the NFC is the Panthers and it's going to be yeah. the Giants instead of the Panthers. I, that's going to be, I'm going to be probably. six of seven. I, I almost guarantee it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's crazy though. And it, well, we'll, we'll save this for next week. We'll talk uh playoffs after, after half the season. So, all right, we'll, we'll wrap it here. So thank you guys for joining us. For the trade episode, you can find us over on Twitter again at TDC underscore Calvin at Dynasty underscore Dale. Uh, make sure you comment, like, subscribe to the video. I didn't call this out earlier. Let us know your thoughts. If you have any trade questions in your leagues, if you're trying to trade any players yourselves, feel free to hit us up and we would be happy to walk you through. That said, we're going to get out of here so that we can watch this game. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night.